It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. And good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night. It is July 2nd. It's 8 o'clock, and it is time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Brian, how are you doing on this holiday weekend? I feel like I feel like a great celebration is 48 hours away. We're recording this Sunday, July 2nd. Um, my favorite holiday of the year, July 4th, just around the corner. Um, it's a day where it's a day where we celebrate not just the anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Okay. But it is also a day where we celebrate our freedom from tyranny, from evil, from dictatorships. From oppression? Oppression, from monarchies. From oligarchies? Why is my forehead shiny? Uh, so you're, you're a little- from shiny foreheads. That is what we have. Um, I'm doing great, Ron. It is Sunday night. This is uh, one of my favorite weeks of the year. And I only say that because July 4th falls on a Tuesday, which means short work week. For America, our English um, uh, friends over across the Atlantic, they're working a regular five-day week. They don't, they don't even understand what the point of a holiday today is. Sure. Um, but no, no, no. We are. We're working one day. Then we get a day off where we drink starting about 10 o'clock in the morning. I will be picking up a 15-pack uh, of Budweiser. Um, not Bud Light. No. Budweiser. Um, then I'm going to start well, day drinking. Broke. Of course, I will be um, grilling up some hot dogs and burgers, nice. and then I'll be lighting some fireworks in my backyard, hopefully waking up on the morning of the 5th with all 10 fingers. Godspeed on that. Thoughts and Ron? Yes. How are you doing? You know, I can't complain, Brian. Uh, I uh, took tomorrow off, so I have the, uh, the ever-popular four-day holiday weekend. Uh, so oh, I've just yeah. been drinking at 10 a.m. every day. So it's just it's just how I'm living my life. It's how I it's how I long to be. Walk me through your day drinking of today. I actually wasn't day drinking. This is I saved it, Brian. I saved it because I wanted my very first drink to be our drink of the week. Drink of the week. Nazdrovia. Salud. Drink of the week. Drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week. Brian, what are you drinking this week, my friend? Today, I bring to the table Blue Point Imperial Sunshine. Ron, you may say, what is Imperial Sunshine? I'm going to break it down very quickly. I'm going to say that it's a blonde ale with orange and natural flavors. I'm also going to say that it's a easy to drink and a heavy hitter. Imperial Sunshine is Blue Point Brewing Company's infamous blonde ale with orange and a cult following. Tangy and punchy, this beer is sure to give you some sunshine stories after a few rounds. Imperial Sunshine is also inspired. Um, great other choices from the Blue Point Brewing Company, which I forgot to cut and paste. Coming in at a score of 9.6 ABV, Ron. This is shaping up to be a fun evening. All right. Uh, take a sip. Let us know what you think. 
Ooh, it's thick. Like mm. you. It is not a lager. It's not a pilsner. This one is going to hit home very quickly. Ron, where, what do you uh, got? Well, where is Blue Point out of? You forgot to mention that. Oh, Blue Point is coming out of uh, Narragansett, uh, Long Island. Uh, all right. I thought we had uh, we had talked about drinking beers from each other's locale because that's why this week I'm bringing Evil Twin Brewing from New York City to the table, Brian. That's right. Their new release the New York City bagel tax is no joke. That is right. That is their new release, Brian. It is a triple pale ale using the mosaic and motuka hops. This is clocking in, Brian, at a solid ten percent. Oh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun night. Let's look at that 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 cloudy, hazy triple IPA, and let's take a sip here and see how it goes down. Oh my goodness. That looks hoppy. You know what? It's not too hoppy. It's got it's just, this mm. is a really good beer for a triple. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, you get you get that alcohol kick right at the end. Keep sipping, keep sipping. Yeah, no, that's that's a solid beer. I mean, Evil Twin, um, always good. And uh, again, the New York Bagel Tax is no joke, as we have spoken about. I believe on this podcast previously. And as somebody who lives in New York City, I'm completely um, have been unaffected by the bagel tax. How um, is that? I've had bagels. I just the price is just the same as it always was. Um, okay. When did we talk about having beers from each other's locale? We didn't. I, I just wanted to make you feel bad. Fuck you know how 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 paranoid <laughs> I get. Jeez, I you made, you I had do. me feeling terrible. My apologies. I mean, not really. It's fun to it's fun to screw with you every now and then. Okay. All right. Next up. Oh, there's something uh, written on Ron's whiteboard is another reminder about parking garages. It is not. The parking garage situation was uh, taken care of a while back. And yes, I did get some color yesterday. I did do a little day drinking uh, at Moss Mill Brewing over in Huntington Valley. So I did have a little uh, little time in the sun. Uh, I got a little color. Didn't get too burnt. So I managed I managed my sun exposure correctly yesterday. And, and when you're saying sun exposure, you're talking about the S-U-N exposure. Exactly. Um, we know that you have, uh, you know, uh, you've been having sex with, with just hundreds of women over the course of your lifetime. And then you've been able to avoid a sun, S-O-N, exposure for that whole period of time. Yes, you are. You are correct in that analysis. All right. It's time for Beef of the Week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? I am. I'm bothering me this week. Really? Um, last Sunday, you were you're a witness to it. You know, I thought to myself earlier today, you know, what was my beef of the week? What was the thing that bothered me the most? Okay. And I looked back at my week, my Friday, my Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, and then I got to Sunday and I was like, ooh, something did happen on Sunday that truly upset me. And um it was my performance during Can You Beat Ron? Was it? Uh, during our After Dark, you know, for folks over on our Patreon. See, now you're nodding your head being like, yeah, I do understand where you're yeah, coming now from. Yeah, now I get where, you're, where your head's at. So for those who are uh, members of our Patreon and have uh, basically just, how do I say this? Um, 
come to just become a family, if you would. Um, Once a month, we play a Can You Beat Ron? Or um, alternatively, we play Can You Beat Brian? Uh, It's a game that we play. It's behind the paywall. So only our um, Patreon subscribers at a bronze or higher level, you know, join us. Come on the show. We um, and we play a game this month. It was called Can You Beat Ron? And, um, you know, I designed a game. It was uh, it was it was the month of June that we were celebrating. A lot of people assumed that I was just going to put together a game for Pride Month. But no. Wouldn't it be that? We've already played played Pride Month. So we had to come up with a new one. And here we came up with Gun Awareness Month. We, uh, you know, lots of pictures with little children and guns, which I personally thought was just dandy. Anyway, as we were playing, there were just multiple instances, I believe two that I can think of off the top of my head, where my performance failed. Not only you, Ron, not only our Patreons who were playing along, but also America. I failed you. There was one time where, um, you know, uh, I, if I remember correctly, I neglected to put the answer to one of our questions. You did. Um, you did, yeah. Causing, a, causing everyone to, to, to question my ability to pull off a game seamlessly. There were, there were questions uh, to your face and also privately behind your back. I can't even imagine what the group chat was like during that period of time. I got banned from that group chat years ago for unsolicited penis pictures. Um, not my penis, just right. pictures that just were downloaded random, off the internet. Yeah, yeah. just random ones you would say. Um, but then the big failure was when we got to the um, tiebreaker round, um, and I simply uh, just got frazzled. Um, skipping ahead on the slides and just went, skipped the slide where it was asking the question. And I went right to the slide where we were answering the question. It was just, it was embarrassing. You deserve better. Our Patreons deserve better. And uh, America deserve better. And uh, I want you to know I've taken it um, to heart. It's going to be a long two months where, uh, you know, I'm going to have that dark cloud floating after me as I walk down the street. But when we come back in August at the end of the month, I'm going to tell you people, join our Patreon between now and then. Um, Join it tonight if you want. Um, But uh, I will be proving myself worthy of being the champ. Brian, all I can ask you is be best. Thank you. I'd like to be better. Be best. Don't just try for better. Be best. Yes, sir. Ron. Yes. Ron. Yes, sir. What's bothering you? What's bothering me is uh, when one of uh, your regular restaurants starts to go downhill in quality. Mm. So uh, you're familiar with Iron Hill Brewing, Brian. We've uh, we've gone to a few of their, lo- their yes. locations here in the Philadelphia area. Uh, we yes. have one. Uh, we have one close to our house here uh, that we've gone to repeatedly over the years. And just the the food quality has gone downhill. I have a, a turkey burger that I normally get there. And tonight it was just the bun was soggy. The avocado was brown. It was just looked like a hot mess. It looked like there was no pride taken in the uh, in the work. So um, that's my beef. I hope they can I, I hope they can, you know, turn out of that slide. But uh, sure. it's not good. Maybe a bad sous chef. 
Perhaps, but it it feels like because I've gone to another one of their locations uh, a few times recently and, and gotten the very same thing, and it's been significantly better at that location. So maybe it is a sous chef, maybe a line chef, uh, maybe the executive chef not familiar with cooking burgers, maybe a server having to fill in for a sous chef. Mm-hmm. Lots of different possibilities there, but yeah, very. You, upset. you also you also have to admit you have a very high standard when it comes to burgers. As somebody who makes a how do I say this top shelf burger? I mean, it's it's I make a decent burger. Been playing around with smash burgers lately. I'll have to make some for you the next time uh, you come down. Say smash burgers. What are we smashing? Well, you smash it down so it's that very thin thin burger patty. So you throw a couple of those, some cheese on a roll. It's good stuff. Sounds good. What kind of sauce are we using? Um, what What would you like? I uh, I like. Uh, have you Have you tried mayo racha yet? I am not going to try mayo racha because there's such a shortage on um, social media of videos about sriracha. <laughs> Even though it's sriracha, isn't it? It's not S I R. It's S R. I couldn't tell you. Well, this is a and everybody mix of sriracha, sriracha and mayonnaise. Sriracha, sriracha, mayo do you like it? I do like we, it. It goes good on a turkey burger, I will say. We that. know that Ron likes everything spicy. I, I'm, a, I'm a El Caliente, as you would say. You know what I've been hooked on for the past couple months? Crystal Are meth? pickled jalapeno. Oh, no, pickled jalapeno. Meth. Sorry. Pickled jalapenos. I know they've been part of my diet for years. Right. Um, you know, when or, ordering uh, nachos, per se, um, different places, whatnot. But um, I saw recently that they were part of the um, – uh, salad bar at the place where I normally have my uh, salads made for lunch right. during the week. And I said to somebody, hey, let me, um, can you throw in some pickled jalapenos? And holy cow, they literally took that salad. <laughs> they do. Higher level. I'm all about them now. I make some, uh, I make rice bowls for lunch during the week and I always make sure to throw some, uh, some pickled jalapenos in there. So good. It takes, it takes your, your, your food game to the next level. Yeah, it adds a lot. Uh, Billy asking a good question. Has anyone tried Cola Chup, the Pepsi ketchup? I did see that advertised the other day. It is a ketchup apparently with a cola flavor to it, which I could see maybe if you may use it to make like a uh, like a, a barbecue sauce with it. Because you always see like those those soda based, you know, sauces they make for ribs or whatnot. But I don't know how I feel about just the straight Cola Chup, Cola Chup, ketchup, Cola Chup. I, I feel very bad about that. There is no reason that we should have a uh, a, a ketchup that tastes like Pepsi. No, there's there's no need for that. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, um, disgusting. All right. Coming up, we've got our stories of the week. Those are the stories that we really want to make sure we don't miss, that we make sure get coverage for the week. Uh, Brian, what is your story of the week this week? For my story, um, <sighs> you know... Every you know we we have a bit you know but it's the drag queens where we talk right. about um, you know various other stories that go on where children's safety is put at risk where children's uh, uh, children are being groomed assaulted um, molested just terrible stories and yet the right doesn't move to them um, but I found a story earlier today about the ultimate damage to a child. Not that I root for damage to children. I don't no. want people to believe that. But um, for this story, we have to go to Chenyang in China, city there, where three people have been arrested 
um, this past week in connection with the death of a Chinese boy who was allegedly beaten to death by his martial arts instructor. Um, The boy was eight. Um, He was declared dead at the Third People's Hospital in Shenyang um, on June 18th. Later that day, the owners and one coach from his uh, martial arts club um, were arrested in connection to it. The, the the parents had enrolled the child in a martial arts school just one day before his death and paid the equivalent of $1,440 for one year of coaching. Seems, you know, for a whole year, not that expensive. Um, not sure if they're going to be getting a refund. Uh, the parents, however, subsequently received a very disturbing video in which they saw their son Um, looking pale and covered in bruises. Stills from the footage of the alleged beating circulated online, showing the boy huddled on the floor wearing an orange T-shirt from the training school's name on on the back. Um, uh, During the video, a woman's voice can be heard telling the boy that if he keeps collapsing, his mom has told them uh, that he will not be picked up for a full year. Um, It shows a man trying to prop up the child while he boy complains about being kicked by the instructor. However, unfortunately, the boy's um, heart gave out 20 minutes before he got to the hospital, um, was pronounced death uh, immediately. So one of the things that not only do we have to protect our children from are um, school teachers, uh, drag queens, uh, priests, uh, but we also need to uh, uh, keep our children safe from martial arts inspectors. Brian, you, you've uh, you've done a, a, a deep dive into this story. Any truth to the rumor uh, that this kid was sick on the day they practiced wax on, wax off? That is a um, that is an incorrect rumor. Okay. However, it does look like he was handed his um, Popeyes uniform right before he showed up. Um, he was going to be eating biscuits dry with no with no beverage. That might have been what finally took him down. You got to go with the strawberry biscuit when you go Popeyes these days strawberry biscuit strawberry biscuit with a little bit of frosting on it it's delightful that sounds like a donut i mean it's basically yeah it's it's a it's a sweet treat brian kind of like you you're a little sweet treat oh um ron yes what's your story of the week so uh my story of the week is uh, about a man who died after trying to drink all 21 cocktails Uh, on a menu during a family vacation in Jamaica. Uh, We have a a gentleman here by the name of Timothy Southern. Uh, He was... uh, He looks British. He he was British. He He is British. He is British. He's from UK. Uh, He apparently uh, drank 12 of the menu's various cocktails when he returned to... Uh, his room at the Royal Decameron Club Caribbean in St. Anne, uh, where he later died. Uh, A pathologist later said the 53-year-old man, his cause of death was acute gastroenteritis due to alcohol consumption. Um, An initial investigation into Southern's death found that he had been drinking brandy and beer throughout the morning. Then he ran into two Canadian women celebrating a birthday. They told him they were trying to complete the 21 cocktail challenge before midnight as part of their festivities. Uh, Does not know um, how quickly he uh, consumed the 12 drinks. Uh, Southern's family Uh, blames the uh, lack of proper medical attention at the resort uh, in his death. And they uh, also needed to set up a GoFundMe 
uh, to help bring their father's body home from Jamaica. So let me get this straight. He bumps mm-hmm. it. He's on vacation by himself on vacation. in Jamaica. Right. Bumps into well, no, he's, he's Canadian. He's with his family. In, he's with oh. some of his family members in, vaca- in Jamaica. But he hangs out with these two Canadian women? He runs into two Canadian women uh, that are celebrating. Keep in mind, they're residents of the Commonwealth. So I can understand, you know, he's not, uh, you know, crossing any borders and whatnot. But they're the ones who are partaking in this 21 drink challenge. Correct. And apparently he had already been drinking prior to that when he decided to join them. Yeah, when he decided to join them in uh, in taking on this challenge. Now, I have a question. I've been, uh, you know... uh, Thanks to my my current relationship, I've I've traveled the world. You have, you know, yes. in a ways that I haven't before. I can I in in none of the hotels that I have been at or the resorts. I've never sat there and said, "Hey, show me a list of every beverage that you can make, and I'm going to have one of them." Well, I guess it was it was listed as like a challenge by the resort. Like it listed all of them and and said, you know, can you drink all of these by you know by in in a in a complete day. Now, I don't know if they would give you a gift of some sort or, or how exactly that plays out, but that seems to be um, why he did that exactly. Isn't it safe to say that that's irresponsible by the resort to encourage, you know, a, um, a, a guest to drink 21 different alcoholic beverages? I also imagine as the night starts to progress, they start making those drinks weaker and weaker. You would think. Um, but yes, I, I would say it is definitely, uh, you know, not something that the resort uh, probably should recommend. And I would imagine uh, probably will, you know, uh, not do anymore. I feel you you have some very interesting, interesting challenges at some of the hotels that your company um, runs. Is that not correct? Uh, no, that would uh, that would actually not be correct. I remember you telling me a story about one of the hotels that you have in, I think you said it was Syracuse, where they have a spicy burrito challenge. Is that not Um, correct? I I think you may have that mistaken with somebody else. You sure? Because I remember you specifically telling me that you had been strategizing with the local general manager on this spicy burrito challenge. Because I remember you pointing out that you thought that the real devilish part was that you have an hour to ingest the burrito, but you cannot use your mouth to ingest it. It has to be rectally applied. And I, I, I specifically remember saying, Ron, this is a terrible idea. And you were like, listen, you know, we'll get a couple people to do it. You know, maybe one of them dies, but it'll be great publicity for the hotel. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe that was when I was doing all that coding recently, perhaps mm. I may, I may have blanked a little bit on that one. I also recall, recall, this was probably about four to six months ago. You had, um, but this time's gotta stop. sorry, I haven't used that in a while. You haven't made me use it, but I felt, yeah, but I hadn't even gotten to my anal beads challenge. <laughs> Brian. Yeah. You mentioned uh, a few moments ago about our, uh, very popular new segment, but the drag queens are sure. the problem. Uh, in addition to the story that that you spoke about, we also 
have uh, additional stories, unfortunately, to be able to share. Um, let me uh, find the first mugshot here. Uh, so we have a math teacher uh, that filmed an 11-year-old boy in a bathroom stall and sexually abused him at uh, the leadership program held at the prestigious all-boys Regis High School in the Upper East Side there in New York City. Um, Aloya Lopez said her son... Uh, was uh, molested by teacher Matthew Chicas, uh, who is, is uh, not a mugshot. This is his, his uh, school photo right here uh, during the 2022-2023 academic year. Um, he was uh, arrested in April and in charge with endangering the welfare of a child and un attempted unlawful surveillance after the April 15th uh, incident. Um, apparently, the mother claims that the school never reported the abuse by the teacher and instead tried to suppress it, um, adding that uh, her son reported the alleged abuse to another teacher at the school. Can we talk about his collar? I mean, I know I know that the sexual abuse is something that we should really be upset by, but sure. I'm 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 genuinely concerned um, about how distracted I have become by the collar. Um if you're going to go necktie, you don't go with the button down um, collar. I mean, I would have to agree with that. Second of all is he needs to flatten that out because it's it's buckling under. And it literally it looks like somebody who works at a blockbuster that put a tie on um, as a man. It looks like a blockbuster manager, not the kind of guy that's going to diddle your child um, during second period. Um, I, uh, I'm surprised you're not also speaking about whatever he has going on as a hairstyle there. Okay. Well, that I was going to say was he's still in his emo phase. Um, you know, he got all excited that Blink-182 was on tour again. And, you know, uh, the thing about that haircut is you can take that, you take the tie off, unbutton that shirt. He's got his, uh, you know, he's got his, uh, August Burns red t-shirt on underneath. He's ready for the show. He's ready to join the Black Parade at any moment. No, not a mic. I don't know what's going on with the hair. In all honesty, <laughs> he's got like now that I'm looking at it, he's got this thing that's coming across. Right, he's got this coming across or across. Yeah, he, so he's got this coming across. Then he's got this coming across. There, are, there are a couple sections that seem combed forward, but then one of the combed forward sections seems to also be brushed off to the left. Um, it's uh, it's impressive. And it's uh, ludicrousness. Now, do you think that this is part of the Donald Trump hair school for men program? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And though, and his hair seems to also blend with his eyebrows. It's it's a look. Uh, that's all I'm saying. It's a look, and uh, we're not fans of it. Not fans at all. Uh, so I hope he goes to jail for a long time. Yeah, I mean he's charged, and uh, we will we will see if there is any follow up to that. Because uh, you know, are... Ron, we we do a great job of um, follow up on these, Always. these stories consistently, consistently. Whenever um, there's an update on a story that Ron and Brian featured, you can guarantee that we will talk about it. We're going to bring it to light. Um, we are also not fans of Patrick Heron, former Philadelphia police officer. Um, he was uh, he had was facing some uh, some child assault, assault charges previously. He has now been charged an additional two hundred and thirty three charges. Um, the dates, the, cr the crimes date back to his time as an officer from two thousand and five. 
to 2017. Uh, the initial case only involved uh, a little over a dozen counts related to unlawful sexual contact with young girls, sexually illegal and inappropriate photography with young girls, retaliation and harassment against victims and witnesses, both adult and juvenile. Um, these additional ones um, were added on as uh, more uh, revelations came to light. At, with the additional 233 charges, his bail, which was set at $2 million back in September of 2022, has since been revoked. But, but, our, but the right is, I'm sure, uh, out, up in arms and just outraged by this. I mean, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm sure you'll hear Tucker Carlson speaking about this. I'm sure you'll hear Megyn Kelly, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, all of them uh, talking about this. Right. Bobert. He's really Ted got Cruz. no neck. No like, neck. It's just, it, it's just a solid lump of, of flesh. My God, he must, he must, every t-shirt must be like a high neckline on him. <laughs> like he, like there, he must be able to wear a shirt for years without it ever becoming a problem. Right. He must go to that, uh, that big and swollen neck store we saw in the mall the other day. Now, and I know this is an unflatter angle, but the guy's got no chin. Right. I mean, the, it literally just goes like this and then right into, right into like his neck beard. Like if he had to wear like a tie like our previous guy, he'd probably choke to death. There's there's not a there's not a it's dress. Not, can, it's not. It's certainly not. I mean, this is. I mean, if if you're about to be molested by a guy, this is not the guy you want to molest you. I mean, I, I can imagine you want to be, want to be molested by any guys, but you're saying this is probably yeah, more I, along the lines of like if you had to be molested by this guy or like Brad Pitt, for example, um, you'd go Brad Pitt. This guy is not going to be bringing flowers to your molestation. Fair He's enough. not. He's going to stink of uh, cheap booze. Um, and uh, he's going to be complaining about his wife while he is trying to finger your rectum. He's going to have hoogie breath. Hoogie breath. Also, do you not feel any need to um, to uh, defend your city? I mean, Pennsylvania. What are we talking here? I mean, we see this everywhere, Brian. It's not it's not exclusive uh, to Philadelphia. Yeah, but it is. Um, but don't you you don't feel that this is I mean, I know you feel less um, of a of a need to defend him because you're you're suburban um, PA. You're not actually in city limits of Philadelphia. If I was if I was somebody who lived actually inside um, Philadelphia, I would be very uncomfortable. Oh, hold on a second. Yes, this is uncomfortable. Yes. Um, what I'm going to do, Brian, is I'm going to cut you off there. We're going to go to Kenosha, where a 66-year-old pastor is accused of repeatedly sexually assaulting a child over several years. Uh, David DeBurge uh, was charged this month with repeated felony sexual assault of same child, um, at least three violations of first-degree sexual assault and other sexual assault-related felonies in Kenosha Circuit Court. Um, now, uh, quite a tough judge here uh, imposing a $25,000 cash bond for him to get out. Uh, cool. Preliminary hearing is set for July 7th uh, as a condition of his bond. The Burge is not to have contact with minors. Did you say he was in DeBarge? 
To uh, the beat of the rhythm of the night, dancing to the morning light. Um, so the uh, the uh, the, the situation came to light last year when a Kenosha police officer spoke with a person who wished to report a prior sexual assault uh, that occurred in a home between 2012 and 2016, starting when the person was in third or fourth grade. DeBarge reportedly assaulted the complainant as punishment for misbehaving or rebelling. The person also reportedly told investigators DeBarge would watch them take showers and take pictures of them fully naked. Uh, when questioned by police, DeBarge uh, denied the allegations but said that he disciplined uh, the children in a, quote, old school way. Now, it, uh, old school way. So old school way is putting your pecker in, in, in a child's rectum. I mean... I, there's a lot of ways that could be interpreted, I suppose. I hope this guy fries to death. It would be nice. It would definitely be nice. Is there any way that that cut on his upper forehead was um, delivered by a police officer who was angry? You know, you would hope so, but he is uh, he is an older white male, so typically uh, they, they get handled pretty well when being processed. So disappointed. And obviously we need to end that bit with, um, despite everything you heard... The drag queens are the problem. That's right. The drag queens are the problem. We need to focus uh, also, on them. Also very problematic this week, Brian. Uh, the final uh, decisions coming down from the Supreme Court on a variety of uh, cases that they were hearing. Uh, some of the uh, the bigger ones. Uh, uh, I don't know why I'm tripping over my words tonight. Do you want me to start, Ron? If you, you would like. Down? Okay. If you would like. So um, we are winding down. I don't believe we're done with the Supreme Court session, correct? No, that, that this was the end of their current session, these, okay. these last rulings. If you can describe for me, um, why is it that they do not work 52 weeks out of the year like everyone else? Why are they on like a school schedule where they get to take the summers off? That that That's your, your biggest concern? That is, that's my first concern. Okay. We were ending the current year of the, um, of the Supreme Court. As many of you are aware, we are looking at a, um, uh, uh, a theologically split six to three Supreme Court. There are six conservatives, three of which were put up by Donald Trump because the left is fucking weak when facing adversity. Um, You've got six uh, uh, Republican, you've got three Democrat, uh, which basically is the definition of a supermajority. So as so long as the um, conservative judges band together, they are, they basically can run through whatever type of agenda that they have. Clearly this year, ooh, hold on, grave digger. Whoa, Gravedigger69 wants me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hold on, Gravedigger, I don't think you understand. <laughs> I'm the fucking champ of this bitch. So um, you telling me to shut the fuck up is not going to happen. The only thing that can make me shut the fuck up is Ron telling me. To shut the fuck up? This got to stop. See, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to silence you in a situation like this, Brian. All right. Nobody tells me to shut the fuck up except Ron. Now, the other thing Hold is. Hold on a second. Uh, now we know sexual tension between Gravedigger69 and I is getting strong. Gravedigger wants to suck my penis while I perform some type of oral 
I mean, money. could you could you technically toss a salad while he uh, he gives you oral? Depends how flexible um, Grave Digger is. Good point. Good point. Grave Digger, Keep going, also, uh, okay. my favorite monster truck. Keep going. You were the one talking. Oh, yeah. So basically, <laughs> as they were finishing this season, uh, I say season like it's The Bachelor, this season of the Supreme Court, um, three very strong um, uh, cases with huge impacts on American life um, came across the Supreme Court. They had been deliberating for a while. Um, and basically what we were looking at was um, – Decisions that have uh, reverberated through American life. I mean, where do we want to start? Do we want to start off with affirmative action? Uh, let's start with affirmative action, Brian, which was okay. struck down. Uh, race-based affirmative action in college admissions was uh, was ple- was shown to be a, a unconstitutional in some way. Now, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Now, I believe the original case here was a um, Asian student at Harvard um, or who had applied at Harvard was rejected. um, And this kid basically was able to step forward and said, I was um, highly qualified for admissions into Harvard. And there were um, a plentiful number of students that were admitted into Harvard who had lower grades than me, lower SAT scores, et cetera. and that uh, affirmative action should not be something that we uh, encourage. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think the challenge here is that even though affirmative action uh, was ruled uh, illegal, the Supreme Court said that they could consider, you know, if someone uh, submitted an essay with their application talking about how discrimination impacted them, um, you know, universities can still look at it from that light. It's just a matter of they're not able to do it from just a straight check off your ethnicity in this box here. Like that part will go away. But if you're if you're an African-American and want to want to write as part of your application essay, this is how discrimination has affected me in this country as an African-American, then colleges can use that under consideration. So but you're saying that an L.A. um, Hispanic street gang member should be able to automatically be allowed no, no, I'm just saying I'm not. I no, because you how just much... said that an essay, you said an essay could go right in. God damn, how did you walk into that one? <laughs> dare you? Sure. How dare you walk into that one? That's not even funny. No, no, it's not. I'll give you that much. Um, you know, and, but again, I think this shows the, the disconnect, again, with the court versus the country. A majority of Americans are in favor of affirmative action programs. Um, people are not in favor of quotas, but they, they do admit that a racial disparity does exist in this country. And, and, a, and a portion of them believe that there needs to be some kind of affirmative action program in place. So technically, and, e- and even Yale uh, and University of North Carolina came out and said that they will adhere to the letter of the law, which states that we are able to, you know, evaluate people based on their essays um, and, you know, admit and meet people that way. So I think you're going to see a level of malicious compliance from some of these universities. Sure. Um, yeah, but and again, listen, no one no one likes to be told you're not good enough to attend somewhere. But to to have the, uh, the the gravitas, if you will, to have to take it all the way to the Supreme Court, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's a shitty. But thing. yet these same schools are going to continue to give priority status to children of alumni. Right. That's legal. 
I mean, it's it's and and but it's also you could say it's also an argument as to why affirmative action is necessary, because you've got these families that due to generational wealth have been able to attend these universities generation after generation after generation, while other families have not been able to break through and get kids into these schools. Question. Just to be, um, uh, I was reading a bunch of articles and somebody made a very interesting point, which is we have had affirmative action on the books, specifically when it comes to college admissions, for 40 plus years. Yes. And the um, writer was making the argument of how long do we have these on the books without us realizing that they have not actually helped the communities that they are supposed to help? Well, I think the challenge is, is you know, it was as as with many government programs, it was it was put into effect and nothing else was done to try and fix the situation. Nothing else was done to, you know, try and deal with wealth inequity, health care inequity, housing inequity, all of those other things. So, so then don't you think to a certain extent that we should be looking in those areas uh, in terms of uh, maybe a, a wealth uh, redistribution, um, I would agree with better that. focusing of government resources than also to sit there plan. and say that when it comes to um, Harvard College looking at um, who to accept, um, instead of looking for the people with the best scores, um, let's take X percent from this ethnicity, Y percent from there. Um, why aren't we actually taking a, a, a stronger approach or a better approach? Or in some ways, because we're so we're, it's so pathetic, some approach to um, helping the communities where these ethnicities are um, the predominant um, uh, citizens of. Yeah, and you, yeah, those are all excellent points you've just made. Although Bri- uh, Billy makes an excellent point, Brian, that you often hear that you're not good enough to sit in the front few rows of wrestling shows. When I had a taste, I did it once. Yeah, listen, I did it once. I had a taste. Um, I did not behave. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit it. Tony, Tony, if you're listening, Tony, Tony Khan at Tony AEW Elite. But this has got to stop. You're getting away from Supreme Court, Brian. So um, one of the uh, one of the other uh, things that the Supreme Court did was to strike down Joe Biden's plan to forgive sure. millions um, in student loans. Uh, the Supreme Court said that he did not have the authority to forgive the loans in the way that he tried to do so. Now it appears that he will try and get that student loan relief uh, via legislation. So, um, but with a Republican-controlled House, I would imagine that will be a very uh, tough sell. Oh, it's going to be terrible. What's What's interesting to me is it wasn't even um, a, a huge amount for a lot of people that they were going to, what was it, ten dollars or $20,000 in, in student loans um, that was, was supposed to be forgiven. But so many people owe hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, in student loan debt. Like, I feel in a situation like this, wouldn't it be, like, the, the, the big situation seems to be the amount of interest that these people are being charged on their student loans. Like, I feel it would be a better course to, regulate the interest whoa, so that they can whoa, actually whoa, pay down whoa, so they whoa, can actually Ron, pay Ron. down their uh, their oh, pay down Ron, their, Ron, uh, Ron, their principal. Ron, are you talking about regulate regulating the open market? Sorry, sorry, my my apologies. This sounds like communism. This is this is the overreach of government. Um it's 
Listen, I'm going to be, uh, you know, I, I think we've seen it over the last couple of years, which is the disillusionment of the um, uh, high school graduates with understanding um, any benefit to a four-year degree, right. um, specifically to a out-of-state private school. Um, I'll be brutally honest here with my personal take on this, which is let the marketplace speak for it. If enough students stop going to Harvard, if enough students stop going to Yale, a Yale education becomes meaningless. And suddenly Yale has to start begging kids to go to Yale as opposed to doubling the um, uh, cost for going to, for, for a higher education every couple of years. Um, kid, stop going to Yale. Um, you know, it's something that I have uh, been very pleased with is, is, is seeing these these young voices on social media talking about, um, you know, how they are uh, looking to get a job, you know, in a, in a, in a professional trade, you know, plumber, carpenter, um, and not necessarily sitting there saying, yes, I need to, you know, uh, become a, a, an English degree major from SUNY Albany, because that, that's going to set me on the path to, to professional uh, uh, accomplishments. I mean, I, I've done all right for myself. Yeah, but don't you think you've done all right for yourself because of yourself and not because of your four-year degree? No, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I've, I've often said, you know, uh, were I to do it again, were I, to, were I to have to do it now, I wouldn't spend the money that I spent on a college education, you know, 30 years ago. Correct. Well, also, I would also point out that, um, you know, the cost of our four-year degree was was pennies on the dollar from what they're charging sure. kids now. Well, you exactly. Know, um, it's uh, it's I would be very hard pressed to sit there and explain to a um, high school uh, senior right now that they need to go to for a private education. Yeah. I mean, I remember when when you and I were in college, it was it was seven hundred and fifty dollars a semester for 15 credit hours. And one sure. year they they raised it to fifteen hundred a semester and we were pissed off at that. But like sure. I talked to I talked to kids now and I was like, yeah, it cost me fifteen hundred dollars a semester. They're like a credit hour. I'm like, no, the whole a, 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 the yeah. whole GD semester. And those kids are talking about state schools. Right. They're yeah, not I mean, even. You, yeah, I mean, it's just it's so it's it's heartbreaking to see college graduate. But, um, you know, it's uh, let the marketplace speak, speak for itself. Um, I'll be, I mean, to me, brutally, honestly, I'm not so sure for me, I understand that affirmative action works on a individual level. I understand that the individual who is applying for, for, um, uh, uh, you know, for acceptance into a, a, a college, um, because they're checking off certain boxes, they're seeing a benefit from it. But what I have not seen is over the 40, 50 years that has been in place, that there has been a significant change in the societal um, uh, uh, markup, makeup, well, and, makeup, and I, makeup. And I think, That's what I'm going for. I think, uh, I think to your point earlier about affirmative action not really fixing things, I think, you know, Biden's plan to excuse whether it was 10 or $20,000 in student loan debt doesn't change the issue. It doesn't change the issue of predatory lending. It doesn't change sure. the issue of, you know, out of control costs for, you know, not just going to college, but all the affiliated costs as far as housing, sure. textbooks, things of that nature. But it, it's, ama it's amazing to me that, you know, the GOP is so against, um, 
you know, student loan relief, but this is the same GOP that now wants to push the voting age to 21. So at 18, you can commit to a lifetime of sure. debt, but you shouldn't be allowed to vote at that point. At 18, you can join the military. Let's keep right. that going. But you shouldn't, but be, able you to shouldn't vote. be able to vote. No, right. no, 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 no. Um, the other Supreme Court ruling that came down uh, said that a Christian web designer can turn away business related to same sex weddings. Um, this was a graphic artist in Colorado who says she wants. Now, again, granted, she has not. This individual did not have a same sex couple that had come to her yet to ask her to build a website for their wedding. Right. She, she oh. just wanted. Yes. Run that by me again. All right. So. I know the story. I did not know that this was a theoretical case that she was going to court on. It was a 100% theoretical case. She wanted to expand her business to design custom websites that celebrate impending marriages. Uh, but there was a law in Colorado that would have forced her to um, to do same-sex wedding websites. But sure. she, as a Christian, uh, said that you know, she's marriage is limited to a man or woman. So she sued under the pretext that she did not want to potentially be sued or have to abide by the law in Colorado. Okay. I'm going to, if I, if may I, may I have the floor for a moment? Uh, uh, please. Uh, the floor is yours. My okay. friend. Now um, there were some stories that popped up within the past year, I would say maybe a year ago where um, there was the wedding cake, um, I don't remember, maybe California, where there was a, a bakery that did not want to do a wedding cake for a gay couple. And I took the stance of, um, no, they should be um, uh, allowed to pick and choose who their, um, who their customers are. And if they do not want to do cakes for gay marriages, well, then so be it. Good for them. And I hope that a bakery, uh, a competitor, advertises that they are willing to do um, uh, cakes for gay uh, weddings. And I hope everybody who is having a um, uh, a, a gay, a gay friendly, uh, a queer wedding, um, you know, whatnot, um, all go to that other bakery and give them so much business that they put the uh, 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 bigots out. Well, um, I think I took that and stance I and. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Like, but again, I don't agree with me anymore. I don't agree with me anymore <laughs> because well, there are certain. I read something where it said there are certain areas where there is no competitors. There well, are small towns in Georgia right. where there is only one bakery, um, and you are giving them a license to discriminate. And I, you know, at one point this week, I was like, "Well, that's okay if she doesn't want to make a website for a gay marriage, but like, it's not okay for housing purposes." That if you're well, a and landlord, this, and, and, and this you're is this is the issue. This is the big issue that people are saying about this ruling is, you know, this is the situation where, you know, now a now a Christian graphic artist has, you know, said, you know, she doesn't have to make a wedding website, and and you could argue whether a wedding website is a necessity, whether there's other people in the area that can provide that service or anything else. This was but ruled, the, but the danger, the danger of this ruling then becomes, where else does this ruling get applied to? If a, a if, a, if a landlord this, says it's against mm -hmm. my it's against my belief to rent apartments to same sex couples, can this same argument then be applied to that situation as well? No, because this this situation 
is specifically referencing free speech, that there are no examples of, say, hospitals or housing um, or medical care where um, it is about first about uh, free speech in your First Amendment. I, and I get that part, but this has got to stop. <laughs> you turn the tables on me. I get that part, but with this Supreme Court, could you see if a case got to the Supreme Court where a landlord didn't want to rent to a couple because they yeah. were same sex? Can you say with 100 percent certainty that yeah, that this is not it's only just, a matter of time? Is this just the first step in a part to continue to strip away rights uh, from the LGBTQ community? Question, Ron. What are your thoughts about thinning the court, adding um, justices? Listen, I you know. Hold I, up before you answer that. What are your thoughts about term limits for Supreme Court justices? This is I, one of the few places in uh, a government where it is indefinite that these appointments are made. I think we, I mean, I don't know that necessarily adding more people to the Supreme Court is the answer because then the next Republican president could just add more and so on and so on. But I agree with you. Should There should be term limits. There should be ethics codes, you know, and it was interesting that John Roberts, you know, made the comment the other day after all these uh, rulings came out that, you know, he was upset as to how many Democrats felt the need to speak against the court and its rulings. So not only do these people have lifetime appointments, but you've got the chief justice feeling that they're beyond reproach, that they shouldn't be talked about, that their their word is final. I think that there is genuinely a loss of respect for the Supreme Court that is also happening with the other two branches of our government in the sense of, I think if you go back to the 1970s and whatnot, Billy, I'm sure you're already going back, um, where there genuinely was this perception that the Supreme Court was um, uh, looking at the Constitution, looking at the cases in front of them, and putting forth um, you know, const- uh, constitutional rightness of what these um, uh, cases had and how they were going to be decided. Now, I think there is an absolute um, understanding that the cases that are being um, ruled on are being ruled uh, by six very, um, I don't want to say agenda-driven, but there is very little um, uh, free thinking. Right. It is very much, I'm a conservative judge, I have to vote this way. I'm a liberal judge, I have to vote this way. It is, it, 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 it all, almost all of these cases this year are going down right down 6-3, where it's just, you know, you got the uh, Brett Kavanaugh. I like beer. God damn it, Ron. You got Brett Kavanaugh. You've got uh, uh, Barbara Ann Scovey, whatever her name was, um, where Amy it's Barrett just- Owen. Close, like um, beer, where where all their rulings are literally exactly what you would think they were going to be. Um, so there very much isn't this impression amongst the American populace that the Supreme Court is openly considering each um, case on its merits, so much as using each case as an opportunity to push their already predetermined agenda. Well, and, and so here's fuck again- Don Roberts. No offense, fuck yeah. him. Fuck well, them with the, the spicy again, burrito in Syracuse. That's all and, I have to say. 
It's the hypocrisy hey. again that is that a spicy people. burrito in my rectum? Sorry. Like uh, Clarence Thomas has said in the past that he would have never been able to go to the college that he went to if it weren't for affirmative action. Yet and he, he also said he would never be able to marry his wife. Right. He would never been able to marry his white wife had it not been for the Supreme Court making and again, a, a it's okay, It's okay to, to forgive uh, PPP loans during the pandemic, but you can't forgive Why not? student loans. You got that money. You know how much the church, the Catholic church wrote off in PPP loans during the pandemic? I think... I want to say about 30 or 40 million. 3.5 billion dollars. Oh, does that boil my and none of that is 3.5 billion dollars in 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 PPP loans so, that the various Catholic churches in this country so were they able can to contain, just get so that they could keep paying their in-house legal staff to continue working these cases of of of, of children that were raped by priests that were um, uh, shuffled around. Right. Fuck the, uh, oh, that makes me angry. And I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to last week's episode Hold real on. quick. This is why, like we, we talked about how no one really gave a shit that five billionaires were imploded in a sub under the sea. And I think people felt that it was just the whole wealth and equity. It's also this part of it. It's also the fact that billionaires need to feel the need to pump money into the political system and buy Supreme Court seats. We can talk about how Greg Kavanaugh had his mortgage paid off, had his his uh, credit card debt paid off, all that sure. before he went on to. But this is, in addition to the wealth, this is the stuff, the, the, the billionaires in this country impacting lives, impacting the lives by getting a Supreme Court that votes down affirmative action, that votes sure. down regulations, that gets rid of student debt relief. Um, that takes away LGBTQ rights. This is why people get pissed off. We're going to see a revolution in this century, Brian. Mark, my armed God. revolution. God willing. God willing. <sighs> Sorry, you were. But I will also hold on. I'm also going to um, uh, uh, go against everything I've said recently. <laughs> okay. And this wasn't a six-three court. What there was it were then? cases. There were cases well, sure. where it did not go along party lines. Um, I don't want to say I did any research, but um, there was the case where um, the Supreme the, whew, the Supreme Court struck down state legislatures. Uh, I believe it was North Carolina that put forth um, a law uh, that they should have the ability to overrule the vote of the, of the population within the state. Right. for um, statewide and national elections um, if they felt that there was some type of fraud going on. Uh, Supreme Court ruled that down. That's clearly setting up Trump for 2024. Um, they also overruled a Alabama re redistrict redistricting plan. Jesus, sorry. Why am I really just fucking up that word? Uh, they struck down an Alabama redistricting law which was um, uh, putting uh, uh, the black vote or the African-American vote um, within a, a small number of um, uh, counties such right. that they were um, taking away the impact of a majority. I believe that Alabama is 60 to 65 percent African-American and the uh, gerrymandering that was going on in the Alabama state legislature would have put them in the 30% number of count, uh, uh, black uh, uh, controlled counties. Um, and there was also um, a, a, a refusal on the Supreme Court's uh, part to over um, 
to overrule the um, allowance of a um, over-the-counter abortion drug that is still on um, on the market despite the six to three Republican to co- uh, conservative to liberal uh, mindset of the justices um, who struck down Roe v. Wade a year ago. Right. I like it when you go right because that's how right. I know you weren't you fucking listening. You weren't paying. I was attention. listening to you. I agree with you. I I don't want to ruin what you just said by trying to add more to it. I say right because you I'm could say Jesus, Brian. It sounds like you did a little bit of work. God this damn, week. you did your homework on this. I did. All right, Brian. Before it gets too late, uh, we did want to get to uh, celebrity obituaries. This yep. Week. Yep. Uh, who's the first one we want to we want to uh, obituize? There was a uh, weightlifter that died that was uh, very uh, uh, Joe Lindler, Lindner, Lindner, So it was, uh, hold on, I got his name here. You have it here somewhere. It was Joe Linder. Was it Joe Linder? Joe Linder, also known online as Joe Statics, passing away at the age of 30. Um, I mean, I don't know. Is that a uh, all natural body? I can't tell. There's no way. First off, I mean, the photoshopping in this picture is ludicrous. Why is his (laughs) belly all blurred? Maybe he used to wear a corset. I don't know. I don't have these type answers. Quick, Janelle, what's going on here? Talk to me, because this is not human. This does not look, this looks like the uh, alien in human form. Um, you would think she would if she I'm going to pretend that he's going to eat those cheeseburgers and fries. Well, you know, weightlifters, they need they need to get calories in. Well, he's not getting them that way. He uh, needs to suck the blood of children. <laughs> All right, well, clearly we don't know who that person was. Nope, uh, no Brian, idea. Do you know Polaris guitarist Ryan Sue? What? Ryan Siu, uh, guitarist for the band Polaris, uh, Australian metalcore band, uh, passed away at the age of 26. Uh, cause of death has not been given. Nope. Very sad. Sad when any of the um, uh, youth of today become the dead of tomorrow. Um, but not that we uh, not that we rank deaths around here, but there are definitely some passings that hit harder yep. than others. Yep. And yep. I think the fact that Alan Arkin passing away at the age of 89 um, won an Oscar for Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. was in Argo. He was in one of my all time favorite movies, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Um, what was else? The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Um, just a, a ton of uh, acting, uh, most recently in the Kaminsky Project with Michael Douglas on Netflix. And um, Ron, again, yes. Sorry. All right, I'll let you take it. Oh shit, that's tight. We all on ourselves tonight. This one's for Alan Arkin. You died. That ain't right. Oh yeah, Alan to the Arkin. Mm. Alan to the Arkin. Uh. Your favorite Cincy player was Barry Larkin. Mm. Alan to the Arkin. Yeah, born in the streets of Brooklyn, five blocks from the subway. 1934. He was wild, but the streets, but he didn't need more. Oh yeah, Alan Arkin. Yeah, moved out to California at the age of 11. 
Los Angeles. Just a taste of sunny heaven. Grew up studying acting and moved back east. Knew we had to get on the stage so he can tame the beast. Started on Broadway. Uh, starred in a bunch of plays, but he did real good. Uh, this acting ain't no phase. Uh, yeah. Alan Arkin. Yeah. And I have no fucking clue mm, that you were a chosen Jew. Uh, oh, Alan Arkin. Uh, we're all lost without you. Uh, kept on going, moved back to CA. Became a leading actor, many said no way. His career kept going, became a household name. The Russians are coming, yeah, Arkin's winning this game. Starred against Hepburn, Audrey, not Kate. Best known for his role in the in-laws, he was never late. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, the Pink Panther. Likely died of heart problems, not cancer. Little Miss Sunshine, he won an Academy Award. Get smart in Argo, he'd only drive a Ford. And I have no fucking clue that you were a chosen Jew. Oh, Alan Arkin, we're all lost without you. Mm, he died at the age of 89. Mm, was worth 11 points in our death pool. Mm, never smoked bong, only joints. And I'll say it one more time. Alan Arkin, your death is a crime. You were married three times. You had a great career. Now you're in heaven, learning new lines. Peace, Alan Arkin. We out. Oh shit. You know, it's been a while since you had done a slow jam for us. I have to say, that was on point, my friend. Definitely on point. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like it felt good to get back into it. Right. Um, but uh, these slow jams are going to happen more frequently, people. Um, right. Alan Arkin this week, um, only going to get better. Uh, real quick, Brian, before we uh, we wrap things Wait up a second. here. I'd like to, I'd like to, before, I'd just like to interrupt with this. Yeah. This is painful. That was some of the feedback we received during your slow jam. She must have been talking about our Supreme Court analysis because she clearly was not talking about my Alan Arkin slow jam. Brian, what are you watching? Ooh. Okay. So I finished um, uh, season two of The uh, the Bear on who okay. Have you watched it? I have not either season. Okay. Um, have you seen season one at all? Not. I have okay. not seen any episode. So the story, I'm going to say this, and 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 season two crystallized in my mind of what why I love this show and what made this show so great. Um, it's the story of a, um, a Chicago resident, grew up in an Italian family, uh, family owned a uh, Italian beef uh, sandwich shop. Basically, you know, they cut the roast beef into the au jus, soak it on some bread, slap it, call it a, uh, a, a beef sandwich, and they would uh, sell them. Um, the kid decides he wants to become a chef, moves uh, over, goes overseas for a couple of years, then goes to New York where he becomes an um, executive chef at a Michelin-rated 
um, restaurant. Ooh, he okay. made it. Then moves back home to Chicago after his brother commits suicide so he can run the family business. Sounds not all that interesting, but I'll tell you where this show absolutely gets me. Okay. That this show is an ode, an homage, a love story to anxiety. If you experience anxiety, if you understand anxiety, if you understand unnecessary worrying, if you understand the ability of the brain to have a un, uh, literally a, um, uh, an, uh, an, an ability to just have nonstop worrying thoughts that are out of control, that cannot be logically constrained, this show is for you. Because so many of these characters, in fact, all of them are up against these deadlines, these um, uh, uh, restrictions um, where anxiety is basically controlling their life. And you realize just how out of control um, that they're reacting to their anxiety and not controlling it or not being able to be in control of their life. Um, Season one really kind of dabbled in it. Season two basically... um, uh, just became just a love story to anxiety. Um, I was watching it with my girlfriend this uh, the, the past week and a half, I guess, but we really, uh, not, I would say we knocked out about half the season this past week where um, she started off sitting there um, and, and was basically saying to me that she just didn't understand the show, didn't really understand why I loved it so much. And I looked at her and I'm like, that's because you don't have anxiety. I'm like, you're not sitting there worrying um, 24 seven. Like, these characters are worrying about everything and they're showing you and the editing, the stop start editing of the show is in line with the let with the, um, you know, this manic level of, of worrying these characters are going through. I was like this show, like if you have anxiety, you watch the show and you're like, Oh yeah, I, I, I know this. I get this. This is my day. Like this guy is experiencing this because he's trying to open a restaurant. I experience it with my little, um, you know, uh, uh, rinky dink fucking, you know, like hotel job. Um, nothing. I really thought I was going to get a response on that one. Um, but it literally, but it is, it is an, it is an homage to anxiety. And if you don't have it, you may not appreciate this show as much as I do. If you do have anxiety, watch this show, wrap yourself in it. Um, uh, like a security blanket and you will feel at home. What are you watching, Ron? Um, so I, well, clearly I need to be watching the bear. Uh, I highly I recommend watched, it. Highly recommend it. So, uh, watched the, um, uh, there's a documentary movie, not a series on Netflix called, uh, take care of Maya. It is, uh, the story about how basically, uh, the, Florida child welfare system basically uh, abducted a child from her parents. Um, very sad story. I don't want to give up a lot of what goes on in there, but um, it, it speaks to the privatization of things that were government run and how, you know, for profit uh, medical models are not uh, not a great thing in this day and age. Um, also uh, watched the American Gladiators uh, docuseries on Netflix, uh, Muscles and Mayhem, the unauthorized uh story of american gladiators can i ask you a question you sure can how unauthorized was it considering i I wonder that all of the interviews were with people who were on the show who were the director of the show 
who were working for the production company of the show, how unauthorized could it be? I think technically the guy who created the show, the Elvis impersonator or uh, Samuel Goldman company would have needed to authorize it. But yeah, they say it's unauthorized, but they really spoke to all of the people you would have wanted to hear. Sure. What were your thoughts on it? You know, it was very interesting. Again, I don't know that I was surprised about a lot of what went on in there. Um, You know, they talk about, you know, drug addiction, injuries, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the powerful screwing over their screwing over line you know the staff i mean it was but it was it was a it was an interesting throwback like you look back on it now like i used to watch american gladiator when so I, did i when of i course. was younger and i like, loved the did. game when they were shooting the tennis balls at yeah, people yeah. As they ran from different obstacles that was my favorite but you know to looking back we didn't know what we know now about things like concussions and cte and sports mm-hmm. injuries and things of that nature and i think you know we we looked at it more as entertainment and the fact that these these people were on both sides both the contestants and the gladiators were getting the shit beat out of each other and not only that but they were doing it with with absolutely no safety net correct um not only from a uh you know from a workplace safety perspective i mean these people were um you know these people were landing on hard floors right you know, they, they we're, we're using um, um, ad hoc safety equipment, but also from a financial perspective, which was they were they were really, you know, they were getting paid as, you know, talent per episode. There was no residuals. There was no, um, uh, you know, uh, merchandising, no, no merchandising uh, money. Yeah, it literally was. You get paid to show up. And, um, you know, if you don't like it, you don't like what you're we're we're, we're paying you. Um Fucking leave. We'll we'll replace we'll find, you. We'll uh, find somebody else with muscles that can come uh, do what you do. Uh, but I would I would it. recommend it. Also, I finished uh, season two of From uh, on MGM Plus and finished season one of Silo on um, Apple TV. And also started. There's a new series on Apple TV with Idris Elba called Hijack. Uh, the first two episodes are out. Watch that. That is also very good. I would check. Now, out. I have a question about yes. that season, uh, the one with Idris Elba. When, did, yes. Is this the one where he goes up against um, Avon Barksdale? Uh, I don't know who Avon Barksdale is. You son of a fucking bitch. You never watched The Wire. I swear to God, I hate you so much right now. You never watched The Wire? I did not. I have to admit. Never. I, I tried to watch favor? it. I tried Can watching you? it. I tried. And uh, it insists upon itself. I just did. What was the last time you tried? Uh, probably like a year or so ago. Hate you. Hate you. <laughs> it's one of the greatest shows on television right now, ever. All right, Brian. I think it's time we wrap up. We get ready for sure. After Dark, which, if you don't know, which you should know, because we we certainly uh, we certainly talk about it enough. Uh, we are going to be starting After Dark. Um, Oh, in about like 17 minutes. 17 minutes. It's 9.30. We do exclusive content for our Patreon nice. subscribers. Uh, subscribe at the $10 level or higher. Uh, listen, everybody's saying, Janelle's saying, shame on you, Ron. Uh, the Wire was so effing good. Sure. I'm still, I'm trying to get through Brock Meyer before I get to The Wire. So as soon as, I, I'm now sticking to uh, show titles that rhyme. So it's Brock Meyer, uh, The Wire. And then I have to find something after that that rhymes with wire. So uh, Molly Maguire, perhaps um, Jerry Maguire. I might flip over to movies and go that direction. Not sure yet. I think this ten percent is kicking in on me. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little. Do you have another there. one lined up? Because I sure do. 
Not another 10%. I've got, I've got another, first off, I have another beer. I got another uh, Imperial Sunshine. And I've also done a shot and three quarters of Jack Daniels during this. Nice. Well, uh, then I will, uh, we should wrap this up so we could go grab a beer. You know, like Ali just the Sopranos? But they also don't rhyme with The Wire, Ali. But did she misspell The Sopranos? She threw an extra N in there. And we're okay with that. She likes anything with an extra N. N word. Uh, this is this is how we lose viewers, Brian. All right, Brian. Well, anything else? Hold on, Janelle thinks up? it's funny. I mean, Janelle thinks it's funny. Oh, that's so wrong. Very disappointed. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, episode two. Wrap it up. Before in reminds the me, Ron. There was recently this time where somebody screamed "Wrap it up" at an inappropriate time. But maybe this time's gotta stop. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Patreon folks, we'll see you in 15 minutes. Everybody else, we will catch you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.